Gray podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Savannah. And we are your ghost hosts. This is part two of our episode on the Salem witch trials. Last episode, we ended with discussing which women were accused of witchcraft. Those women were Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tichuba. This episode, we'll be going deep into the trials that followed. Are you ready to get into this, Savannah? I'm so, I'm ready for you to take over. I feel like my little spiel was <laughs> just, I, just a little drop in the bucket. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought you did a wonderful job. I'm ready for yours. Let's do it. Well, before we really get into what the actual trials were, I do want to take like a minute to discuss the methods that were typically used to identify witches and also the conditions of the jail that like the accused were held in. I just think that it's really important. Like as we go through the names of those accused, it will help paint a picture of what they like really had to go through. Are you on board with that? I'm, I'm probably going to cry, honestly. But this is, I'm, I'm yeah, this is kind of like an emotionally heavy episode. Just, I don't know. It's, um, when I was doing research, I was just like, this is like sad because all these people were just innocent and they went through a lot of horrific acts. So well, let's, let's do let's it. Let's not do it. <laughs> let's, let's not do it. Okay. Um, I'm ready. I got the tissues out. Let's. Okay, good. <laughs> So while I couldn't find exactly which methods were used in Salem, Massachusetts to like identify witches, I did find an article that discussed like the popular ways that identify to identify witches during that time period. Um, and I I'm pretty sure a good handful of them were used in Salem. There are some that I I'll, I'll like talk about which ones were absolutely used that I read about and which ones like might've been used, which ones I couldn't find any information on. Um, but the first one is, is the infamous swimming test. So you've, a lot of people have probably heard about this test. Have you heard about it, Savannah? Is it the Monty Python duck and witch? Like if, if they weigh the same as a duck, then she's made of wood and she's not a witch. You know, I don't know. A duck what floats in is. a duck floats in water though. And if she sinks, then she's a witch. Okay, well, that's kind of similar. Okay. Um, I don't think it anything has anything to do with her being like wood. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Just but trying to take interesting. A, a positive spin. If you guys ever watch Monty Python, they they have a little witch trial where if she floats and she's a duck. Is that she, sorry, go ahead. No, I interrupted. If she, no, if she drowns, she's a witch. Is that Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. I've seen that, but I don't remember that scene. <laughs> you should tell, <laughs> maybe to make you feel a little bit better after this episode, everyone just needs to take a little look at the Monty Python video. It's not that long. I just, you know, for a positive relief after, yes. after this episode. Comic relief. Yes. Well, you're like, I guess kind of right on it. I, I could the article that I read didn't discuss anything about wood or like a duck, but the accused individuals uh, were stripped down naked. They were tied up with rope and then thrown in a body of water to see if they would sink or float. If they floated, they were a witch. If they sank, they were not, but in, they would drown because they would sink and they're tied up. <laughs> what's, so, what's the point? You know, like what's if the they- point? If they sink, is is there a lifeguard on duty? Was somebody coming in and trying to save them? I did read that um, sometimes they would tie a rope to their stomach so that they could pull them out if they were sinking. But it said that it was not uncommon for people to die of drowning. 
because they just didn't, couldn't get them up quick enough or they couldn't get them up at all. So that's unfortunate. Um, and this test was used because it was believed that witches would reject baptism so that then they thought that the water would reject their bodies and prevent them from being submerged. I couldn't find any information on whether this was used in Salem, Massachusetts. So I know it was common at the time, but I'm not sure if it was used for the Salem witch trials. The next test is a prayer test. It was believed that witches could not recite scripture aloud. So often they were told to recite the Lord's prayer without error. If any error was found, even like nervous stuttering, that was considered proof that you were a witch. And sometimes even a successful prayer didn't save you from being found guilty. So it's like, why would you even do that test? I'd be like, you know what? I'm not even going to (laughs) bother. Right? Like just admit, like you guys are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's unsure if this was used in Salem as a test, but there is like a big role that this um, Lord's prayer plays in um, one of the accused stories. So we'll go into that a little bit later. The touch test is another popular one. So basically it's thought that the victim, and I put victim in quotation marks because I wouldn't say that they were actually a victim of witchcraft, but it's thought that the victim of the accused person would have a special reaction if touched by the witch that performed witchcraft on them. So like if a victim was having a bout of fits, uh, the accused person would be brought into the room and then they would be told to touch them. If the fits continued, they were innocent. But if the fits stopped at all or had like any disruption, they were found guilty, which is like silly because if someone is just accusing like a person of witchcraft because they don't like them and they're faking these fits by any chance. And then they, the person who they accuse comes in and touch them, they can just stop. So I don't think that has any logic to it. And then what if like someone was having a seizure and then coincidentally they just stopped like, right? Exactly. Yeah. So this test was actually often used in Salem. Great. Definitely painting a picture. (laughs) Yes. Witch cakes is another test. Uh, We talked about this in our previous episode, like part one, but basically a normal cake was made and then they would add the victim's urine and feed it to a dog. And it was thought that the dog could be a witch's familiar. So the dog would then fall under a spell and reveal the witch. And this did happen in Salem. I just could, for one, it's like, hey, I think you're a witch. Could you just like pee into this pee bowl? in a cup? <laughs> yeah, so I can make a cake. I mean, this sounds like somebody's fan, like a golden shower fantasy. Ew, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're getting their pee, and then they're like, and you know what? I'm gonna feed it to the dog. Why not? It'll oh, that's cool. that's a weird kink. It, it is a, a it is a very weird. Somebody did this on purpose. I'm sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's so weird. The next test was the witch's mark test. So oftentimes the accused were stripped of their clothes and examined for a witch's mark. This could be a mole, scars, a birthmark, you know, some sort of like not normal. And I put normal in quotation marks part of your body. But it was said that the witch would receive the mark after making a pact with the devil. And it was thought that this mark could change shape and color and was numb to pain. Along with a witch's mark, accused individuals were also searched for a witch's teat. And this is supposedly an extra nipple that the witch, the witch's familiar would suckle on, which is weird. 
I just, oh my gosh, this sounds like so many different ways to sexually assault the women right? that were there in, in these witch trials. Because for one, why are they always getting naked all the time? I know. It's, and then it's, it's sad. Yeah. These old men are coming and looking for mm-hmm. moles, scars, teats. That's so yeah. weird. And they it's- were, oh God, that makes me so sick. Like these nasty, cringy old men for examining like well these girls were like 12 you know 13 and, years old and in some cases younger we'll go into like one of the youngest girls to be accused of Ugh. being a witch and it's it's horrific and this tactic was thought to be used in salem jesus which is sad and to take it a step further the next test is the picking and scratching test So this goes along with the witch's mark because they were thought to, like a witch's mark was thought to be numb to pain and also could not bleed. So witch hunters would use a specially designed needle to prick parts of the accused body until they found a spot that did not bleed or or cause pain. And can you imagine how many parts of their body that they had to prick with a needle until they found a spot that didn't bleed? Yeah, and then they're like, you're a witch. It's yeah, exactly. Your body's going to just be like, nah, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, people are masochists. Like, this is so feeble. <laughs> <laughs> this is so disgusting. People are so pervy and gross. And these, like, they're not Quakers. With the Puritans, they can't say they're pure. This is nasty. <laughs> they can't say they're pure. This yeah, shit's... definitely. It's it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then the last test is the scratching test. It was believed that the victim who was possessed would find relief in scratching their possessor until they bled. So um, if the symptoms improved after that test, it could be used as partial evidence in court. I it just... was un. Yeah, oh, it's wild. Who it's just wild. sat down? Who sat down and was like, you know what we should do? We should scratch and poke people to death. You know, like, yeah. oh my mm-hmm. God. Yeah, we should scratch so somebody sick. until they bleed and then accuse them of being a witch. Regardless, like, or make them drown yeah. or, yeah, you know, animal Prick abuse. their body. I mean, the list animal goes abuse. On. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. sad. Well, the picking and scratching tests, it's unsure if they were used in Salem. So to kind of go into the jail conditions next, I also think this is a really important thing to highlight just to kind of see when the accused were put in prison, what their conditions were like. It was called Salem Jail, and it's where many of the accused were held. The conditions of the jail used to hold them were just horrific. This next part is a direct quote from the Salem Witch Museum website talking about the jail. It was dirt floored, lice ridden, dark, dismal, and stank of tobacco and dung. It was hot in the summer and cold in the winter. Iron bars covered the windows. In an effort to prevent specters of the accused from flying free and accosting the afflicted, the jail keepers used shackles to hold the condemned, the young, old, and ill included. The imprisoned would be charged for their room and board, approximately two shillings, sixpence a week, plus a fee for their chains. So they, not only were these conditions just like the worst ever, and like there was like lice everywhere, and it was hot, and like it smelled of like poop, but they had to pay to live there which is wild and then pay for their chains that they used to shackle them on the walls 
that's just how, I don't how understand. How were they getting money? They were women. How were they getting money? I don't know. I, I have no idea because I I think it was like probably their families had to pay for them, but it's just like a lot of the first people accused were kind of poor outcasts of society. So it's like, what, what did they have to do to like, what do their families have to do to like get those funds? It's Mm -hmm. sad. Well, there were even times when prisoners were denied water and would have to pay for their food and straw beddings as well. So just bad conditions all around. Jeez. I just, you know, the old white man, just even more evil. (laughs) Yes. Are you ready to get into the witch trials, Savannah? Oh my God. I don't know how much more I could take. Yes. Just tell me. Tell me all about <laughs> it. Well, starting on March 1st, 1962, all three women, Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tichuba, were brought before the magistrates to be interrogated. This lasted for several days. Both Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good claimed that they were innocent whenever they were being interrogated, but Tituba had a different plan. Tituba actually pleaded guilty and confessed that, quote, the devil came to me and bid me serve him, which is like a direct quote from her. Mm. And this next part is a direct quote from the Smithsonian Magazine. She described elaborate images of black dogs, red cats, yellow birds, and a black man who wanted her to sign his book. She had admitted that she signed the book and said that there were several other witches looking to destroy the Puritans. And then all three women were put in jail. Mm. So whether you were pleading guilty or innocent, you were thrown in jail, which is just sad. Well, with the trial of these three women and Tichuba saying that there were several other witches in the community that left people feeling pretty paranoid. And when other young girls like Ann Putnam Jr. Remember that her Mm -hmm. mom, her cousin, and their servant started experiencing fits. There were many additional accusations that followed in the next few months. I would also like to point out that many of the people that the Putnam family accused were enemies of the Putnams. So yeah, that makes sense. Well, what's the big secret? (laughs) Sounds like some Godfather shit. It's sad. It's so Mm -hmm. sad because like they just they were just like these people suck, so we're gonna make them die. Like that's awful. Mm -hmm. Um, so here's kind of like a list of some of the people that were accused and found guilty. Rebecca Nurse was accused. She was a woman with some importance in the community. Um, Martha Corey was a member of the Salem Village and was accused. A member of the church in Salem Village and was accused. And this made people even more fearful because if she could be a witch, then anyone could, you know, somebody who was a member of their church. Martha Corey's husband, and I don't know how to say Gills. Gills. Gillies. Gillies, Gills or Gillies. Um, he was accused and he refused to enter a plea. So he was subject to what they called strong and hard punishment, where he was pressed beneath stones for two days until he died. Well, if you're at least going to do torture, could you have given it a better name? Strong and hard punishment. And it's <laughs> well, rocks. It, it's it rocks. had, um, it had a, uh, a, the name in a different language. And I, I don't know what the language was. And I was like, I'm just going to butcher this if I try to say it. So I just took the, the meaning of it. Um, <laughs> and this is the really, really sad part because, uh, Sarah Good's daughter was accused and she was four years old 
and her timid answers that she was giving were taken as a confession, which is just so sad. So like thinking about all those tests that they performed and like them potentially doing that on a four-year-old is disgusting. Mm -hmm. So then on May 27th, 1692, governor William Phipps ordered a special court in Salem to hear and to decide in this special court, the accused individuals were forced to defend themselves without counsel, which is another horrific thing. It's like a four-year-old going to defend herself without counsel. What in what world? Oh my God. I mean, they do that on the immigration border, but it's neither here nor there. And in this special court, they allowed spectral evidence. Do you know what spectral evidence is? Savannah? I'm thinking like um, the Ghostbusters vacuum, you know, like <laughs> the ghosts are just kind of hanging out. <laughs> is it me? Is movie. it my turn? <laughs> That is like the one of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. It's basically like claims by the victims that they had seen or that they were attacked by specters of the accused people whose forms the devil had used to do his like evil biddings. So it just like, it shouldn't have been held up in court. So while the accused individuals were on the stand giving their testimonies, their accusers would like writhe and talk gibberish and whimper so that it could be used as evidence for the specter's demonic presence which is just so messed up i mean working in mental health like i said like how do you know people aren't having like a behavior or something and now they're on the devil like it's just so crazy to see how far we've come and like all the innocent lives lost because someone could have been suffering from mental health Yeah, that or we later will talk about one of the um, biggest known theories for why these like fits were happening, which I think is a a pretty interesting theory. Probably freaking sepsis from eating urine, (laughs) making urine cake. (laughs) All the urine cake they were eating. Yep. So the first Kate brought up in this special court was that of Bridget Bishop. She was an older woman in the community who was known for gossiping and being promiscuous. Got a slut shame. They had a slut shamer. It's probably just that she wore a skirt above her ankles or something, you know, something little like that. (laughs) When they asked if she had committed witchcraft, she responded with, quote, I am as innocent as the child unborn. She was found guilty. And on June 10th, she was the first person in Salem, Massachusetts, who was hanged on Gallows Hill. So then... Five days later, a highly respected minister by the name of Cotton Mather told the court not to allow spectral evidence, and the court ignored his request. On July 19th, five people were found guilty and hanged, including Sarah Good and Rebecca Nurse. On August 19th, five more people were found guilty and hanged, and this included uh, George Burroughs, who was a minister in Salem for three years. So he was looked highly upon by the community and he actually moved out of Maine and then was basically uprooted from his home in Maine and brought to Salem and accused of being the witch's ringleader. Before he was hanged on Gallows Hill, he recited the Lord's prayer perfectly. Remember how I talked about that earlier and how it was thought that witches couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So people were just kind of like, flabbergasted at that because he was accused of being a witch about to be hanged and he recited the lord's prayer and they still went through with the hanging and this raised a lot of guilt in some people and like some doubt you think (laughs) yeah right (laughs) the four-year-old didn't give it away and now it's a white man on the stand saying the lord's prayer and hmm, yes hmm, hmm. 
Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, on September 22nd, eight more people were found guilty and hanged. And this included Martha Corey. On October 3rd, Increase Mather, who was the father of Cotton Mather, who, you know, Cotton Mather earlier had said like, hey, you need to stop using spectral evidence because it's like dumb. So Increase Mather, his father, and he was also the president of Harvard at the time, which was like very cool because Harvard Harvard that old. Harvard is that old, dude. Look up, look up the, um, the start date, the founding 1636. Holy 1636. So that's like a good amount of years, even before the Salem witch trials started because they were in 1692. So it had been around for a while, but he was the president of Harvard at the time. And he actually denounced the use of spectral evidence and claimed that this is a direct quote from him. It were better that 10 suspected witches should escape than one innocent person be condemned. And I love that quote because finally someone's speaking some sense. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Come on, cotton and increase. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cotton, increase, cotton, increase. increase. (laughs) On October 29th, Governor Phipps, in response to increase Mather and more likely because his wife was questioned for witchcraft, prohibited arrests, released a lot of accused witches, and got rid of the special court, replacing it with a new superior court adjudicator that did not allow spectral evidence. And I'm pretty sure it's mostly because of his wife's, his wife was accused for witchcraft. So Hmm. he was just like, not my wife. No, somebody (laughs) important to me. What about all the other people who had people important to them? I mean, oh, well, didn't have money, didn't have status. Yeah. There you go. So this new superior court, it ultimately only condemned three out of the 56 people accused. And by May 1693, the trials had come to an end and those who were in prison with witchcraft charges were eventually pardoned. But it's extremely important to note the damage that had been done. Around 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft. 19 people were hanged on Gallows Hill. Several people died in the jail. A 71-year-old man was pressed to death with stones. Mm. All horrific things. Mm -hmm. So here's a list of things that happened post-Salem witch trials, which I think you will find very interesting, Savannah. Mm -hmm. Many of the people involved in the sentencing publicly admitted guilt and error. I mean, they um, probably were like, this is the only way that I'm going to live is like, mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, saying I'm guilty and I'm going to give some other names away. I mean, these probably people were probably grasping at straws. Like, no, no. I meant like the people who were in charge of the sentencing sentencing admitted like that they felt guilty for doing the Salem witch trials oh, and for like, no, it's okay. I understand that confusion <laughs> with my sentence, but they publicly admitted like, Hey, we were wrong. We found error in this mm-hmm. on January 14th, 1697. So this is a few years after the trials had ended. The general court made a day of soul searching and fasting for the tragedy in Salem which I guess is like something, you know, I mean, it doesn't it make up bring for them anything. Back? Like, yeah. <laughs> in 1702, the trial trials were declared unlawful by the court, which should have happened like the day of. <laughs> in 1711, the colony passed a bill that restored the good names and the rights to 22 of the 33 individuals accused and gave their heirs a lump sum of money, which like why only 22? Mm-hmm. I, know. I know what's a lump sum 
I have no idea. It gave like a, it in euros. I think it was like 300 euros or 600 euros. I mean, that's nothing to bring, yeah. like to lose your parent, your sibling, your, your four-year-old spouse. daughter. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. So in 1957, the state of Massachusetts formally apologized for the events that transpired in 1692. That's literally more than 250 years. They finally apologized for it, which is obscene. Mm. And then in 2001, 2001, the last of the 11 individuals were accused that were accused were fully exonerated. Oh my God. 2001. We were like, literally breakdancing in clubs and then we yes. had to exonerate these women and men who were found like nothing, nothing. This is terrible. Yeah. Well, let's kind of go into uh, what might've caused the witch symptoms that like, you know, the fits that they were having. Many people have speculated what could have caused these fits in Salem, Massachusetts that sparked the trials, but one of the most concrete studies done was published in Science in 1976 by psychologist Linda Caporal. Caporal? Sounds about right. I think that's right. She said that these fits could be caused by the fungus ergot, which can be found in rye and wheat. Well, ergot can cause convulsive ergotism, which when consumed, like when ergot's consumed, it can lead to vomiting, muscle spasms, hallucinations, choking, and the feeling of like something crawling on your skin. Mm-hmm. And this th- fungus thrives in climates that are damp and warm, kind of like the Salem swampy meadows. And rye just happened to be the staple grain during spring and summer in Salem, Massachusetts. Fun fact. LSD is a derivative of ergot. So basically they were just really high and (laughs) fungus effed up on LSD and blaming it on witches. I mean, probably at the time that'd be scary because like you wouldn't know what drugs were. And like, I guess an easy explanation would be witches, but I mean, yeah, a four year old, an old man, like it just makes no sense. It's, it's so sad what all these people went through and I, even more so it's sad how long it took the state to actually say something about it. Like apologize. Yeah. Someone thought one day, you know, it's 250 years later. I mean, I think maybe we should say something. We should, we should do this. Have you ever been to Salem, Massachusetts? Mm-mm. Have you? I No, I would love to go. I, my friend, Emily just went, I think last month. They went to the Salem Witch Museum, but I want to go so badly. I'm I'm very, very highly curious. And at, especially after doing this episode, like, I think they still have like some of like the original buildings standing. Like I know the jail was tore down, but they built a new jail on top of it in like the 1800s, hmm. but it'd just be interesting to see how many things they pay tribute to in regards to the Salem Witch Trial and, and like how they... I don't know, just what they talk about with it. It'd be interesting. So I have a question for you. Yes. Vegas or Salem, Massachusetts for your bachelorette party? <laughs> Probably <laughs> neither because they're both very expensive. It's um, expensive to go to Salem, Massachusetts? I'm just thinking it's expensive to travel in general. <laughs> we'll just have it in the backyard. Yeah, we'll just have, we'll throw, we'll bring Salem, Massachusetts here. 
in my apartment complex. <laughs> that sounds like it would work fine. I don't think you turn up at Salem, Massachusetts, you know? <laughs> I think we'd be too busy being sad, but at least we're like, yeah, oh, we're, we're cultured and enriched. <laughs> wow, we learned so much on this bachelorette trip. <laughs> <laughs> we learned about friendship and the fact that people were disgusting in the 1600s. Yay! Yeah, we love it. Can't wait to get married. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are going to New York next week. So we're recording this before Savannah leaves for New York, which is she's going on a whole trip. Are you excited? I'm (laughs) over it. I'm over planning it. I just want to go. I'm over Are you guys driving or plane. We're, we're driving to Chicago and flying out of Chicago to Newark, New Jersey, taking the train to get into New York. Whoa. Yeah. And so Sammy wants me when we go to Chicago, cause we're going to go in the city for dinner and meet another friend is to take the train from where she is into the city to get practice because I think I'm going to lose my shit so way and gage has no faith in me he's like you're not gonna make it I'm like <gasps> oh my gosh gage <laughs> you know, it's like oh my so god aggressive thanks babe <laughs> i don't appreciate it i have all the faith in you i think you are going to make this train your bitch i know i'm scared of getting mugged well but... just keep everything as close as possible to you that's true i don't i don't know i guess we'll Wait, see i guess mugged is different than pickpocketed <laughs> mugged is like them like forcing you to hand over your bag yes. right. and uh, a, a simple pickpocketing you know abuse. um i i am excited i'm excited to see the different things of new york never been um we're going to a broadway show we're going to beetlejuice oh my gosh yes. i can't wait for that take Thank pictures you. can you take pictures in a broadway show like take pictures of like you under the sign or something <laughs> or next okay. to like the poster don't like commit like piracy or anything <laughs> um and then we're gonna go to a little Nas x concert and then we're seeing seth meyer on his late night show no we're getting, way yeah we're getting filmed. you're going to the late night show get out dude no way i didn't I'm, know that we're excited his special guest that evening is going to be billy eichner i don't know if you remember billy on the street yes i do he has a new movie coming out yeah and we got um tickets to go watch it with billy eichner um the, the morning hell? of <laughs> yeah since when did you become this like yum basically like hanging out with famous people type person (laughs) i don't know you this is amazing i love it well we only got the tickets because we so basically the movie is at 7 45 in the morning eastern time (laughs) i know and then we're going to film the live show at two so i think they're wanting us Mm. to go watch the movie before we go see him um that i don't know sense. i don't know what the movie is honestly but gage it's was like, like you're gonna miss your- you like romance movie oh, it's like a gay rom-com that. yeah it's like him and another guy like fall in love or something oh yeah i do i love that so much i have class unfortunately so that sucks i have class at 10 eastern time so by the time we get done with everything gage is like i don't know if you're gonna make it but i was like what if i just leave the movie early just or what little- if you just don't go to class. I have a presentation that day. Oh my gosh. Are you giving it like over like zoom? Yeah. So I'm literally going to have my phone and I told everyone in my class, I'll be in New York. So good. I'm glad you set that precedent. I think that's important. I was like, I'm not missing this, but I'm going to be on zoom giving a presentation about like Medicare coverage. My goodness. Um, (laughs) In New York. So interesting. Wish me luck. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good luck. I'm so excited for this trip for you. And I can't wait to hear all about it whenever you get back. Thanks, dude. Well, thank you all so much for joining us and talking about the Salem Witch Trials. I know our first part of our episode was kind of fun and silly and goofy, and this one was a lot more serious. They're definitely two-toned, but I think it's it's really important to educate ourselves on this and, and what happened, and it was fascinating to learn about. It really was. And I'm happy that you were able to take the reins back and you did such a good job with this one. I mean, it's really chock full of knowledge. I kind of threw mine together and I was like, this will be fun. But you actually, thank you. You really dove into it. And thanks everyone for listening to us. We appreciate it. Yeah. You want to share how many days are left until Halloween and this will be when the episode is released the day that it's released yes the day it's released when i finally get to see you in person um it'll be 35 days to halloween and i'm hoping to have my house decorated for fall by the time you're here oh i cannot wait i I have nothing done i have a no amount i I can help you if you want you can do that together if you want to (laughs) i already added um the pillsbury soft cookies into my walmart pickup that's a beautiful, for when I get back. beautiful pickup. Yes. By the time you get here, I'm going to have apple pie wine and the little Pillsbury spooky cookies. Oh my gosh. Can you like maybe save a raw one for me, please? Yeah. Well, I must definitely yes. save a raw one for you. Thank you. They're so good. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> You're the best. I love you. But 35 days from when this episode airs is when it'll be. It'll be. The yes. Hot. Yeah. Well, um, if you like this episode, give us a rating and review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. It really helps us out and, um, you can subscribe to our podcast. You can go follow our Instagram at slightly scary pod, and you can like our Twitter or follow. I think you follow on Twitter. You can follow our Twitter at, we're working um, it out. Yeah. We're figuring out the kinks. <laughs> follow our Twitter at slightly scary 13. Until next time, keep it scary. Slightly scary. Tibitch, what is it? (laughs) Tichuba. Now to kind of, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say I'm boycotting the oatmeal. I'm boycotting boycotting Quakers. (laughs) No, shut it down. (laughs) In an effort to prevent spectators. Specters. Scepters? Specters. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, is that a cat? It is a cat. Here's my beautiful. Hi, Mitts. Oh, hi, little baby. He's such a baby. I know. He's literally screaming that I pick him up right now. I I love that for him. He's pathetic. Look at him. He's so cute, though. He said, love me. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Damn. Damn.